Welcome or welcome back to the Introverted Black Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Shalia Williams. If you are looking to understand more about introverts or you're looking to connect with fellow introverts, definitely stay tuned. This is the podcast for you. Um, We discuss all topics involving introverts and relationships and black issues and so much more. So thank you so much for joining. All right, let's hop right into it. On today's episode, we explore the topic of doulas and we have a special guest, Monday the doula. Um, Monday discusses her approach as a holistic doula, as well as having a doula advocate for mothers, especially as it relates to the black community. So stay tuned. Hey everybody, so as promised, I have here with me the expert today on the podcast. I have Monday the doula. Hey Monday. Hi everyone, I am so oh, extremely grateful to be here. How are you? I am great and just to let you all know and we'll get more into it as the episode goes on, but Monday is a doula based in the Midwest. She's also a health specialist and you correct me on anything if I'm saying it wrong. But Monday is here to school all of us, definitely me, because um, (laughs) for those that don't know, um, during my pregnancies, I was always interested in a doula. I kept hearing the word be thrown around. I started to do like some pretty surface research on it. So when me and Monday connected and she told me about her um journey and her experience as a doula and all this great stuff and i'm gonna stop talking now because monday is gonna speak for herself because <laughs> i'm about to give the whole skill for you but she's here <laughs> to chat with us so you take um, it away yay, yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um i think i guess like what you said we can start off with what a doula actually is i know a lot of people when they hear it they they know they've heard it somewhere or from something but they're not quite sure what it is uh media stigma around doula is kind of woohoo kind of kooky doesn't know they're talking about type of vibe so i no, you don't. There's not really that much media representation, or really that much knowledge around exactly what a doula really is, but it's mm-hmm. really, really needed. So, um, I guess I can just give you the textbook dex- dictionary version. Uh, doula is something from centuries and centuries ago, actually, in North Africa, specifically Egypt. There were women who assisted pregnant mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, through through the pregnancy, they supported them emotionally. They supported them, you know, s- spiritually, you know, physically. If you needed someone to be there for you, if you needed someone to per- prescribe things for you to alleviate pain or make your birth process faster, gotcha. they were there for that centuries and centuries ago. So today, doula, uh, they actually are trying to transition the name because it does have a lot of negative connotations to it. It's just that the name they're replacing it with is much, much longer. It's going from doula to a maternal support practitioner, which it does in the name, although it's longer, explain pretty much in a quick summary what we actually do, which is we are certified to support you throughout your maternal journey. Um, my, My personal catchphrase in in the way that I'm different is that I don't have a specific only niche. I am not only there for you while you're pregnant or only there for you when once you're in postpartum. I'm a holistic doula. So my phrase is from period to postpartum because I can be there with you that entire journey from oh, you cool. <laughs> getting pregnant all the way through to you having your baby uh, postpartum 12 weeks. Gotcha. Yeah, I saw that. I did notice that um, quote from period to postpartum on your on the website. Yes, yes. darling.com. Yes, yes. That is my phrase. Because uh, I, I, I'm so passionate about just women in general. And, mm. you know, I think the only other job that I ever said I wanted as a little girl was like a firefighter. Oh, <laughs> and cool. I changed, yeah, I changed my mind. <laughs> that at, like, was a six. I was too. like, <laughs> really? 
It was random. Firefighter and construction worker randomly. I was I wanted yeah. to be a bunch of things, but <laughs> that yes. was on the list. I only had two. I had firefighter, and then when I was six, I changed over to OBGYN, and I I swore I was gonna be an OBGYN since I till I was like fourteen. No, that is so dope because even though you're not an OBGYN, you are definitely still in that realm. It still fits, still in that umbrella. Oh my goodness! So you already knew Um, from a young age. Yes, I'm so grateful. I, I followed my young self, and it. It kind of opened that door for me too with incorporating spirituality into my practice because I've I've always kind of been, you know, tapped in. I was one of those kids that people always said, Oh, you're so mature for your age, oh you know. Yes, <laughs> you know. Me too. Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and Monday, if you don't mind asking, you don't have to. How old are you now? I'm twenty four now. Got you, okay. Yes, yes. So um it's something that's kind of been a really big passion in my life and uh, I started really digging deep into it when I was 14 you know that's around the time that your parents kind of really seriously start asking like all the other years people are like what do you want to be you can throw out whatever answer they're going to clap you on and be like good but Mm -hmm. 14, you know, the pre-SATs, the ACTs, all these things are coming up. And my parents were like, listen, if you really want to be an OBGYN, you need to, you know, you need to know what you need to know in order to get into medical school, in order to do this and that. And so I started digging deeper into that and I realized it wasn't what I really thought. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be an OBGYN because I wanted to be there for that whole process. And I remember going into college I'm like I don't really want to have somebody make my own my schedule for me I don't want Mm -hmm. to you know have somebody tell me what I what I can do for someone or what I can incorporate into my practice and and really be going down a road that I knew I wouldn't personally want to do I think OBGYN at six I didn't have that many things to really navigate through you know I didn't know what a doula was at six so you see things when you're a kid you see firefighter you see police officer you see princess ballerina doctor and you're like okay I'm gonna choose something around six things or five things that are available that I know the vocabulary for and then Mm -hmm. as I got older I started to refine it so even though I'm not an OBGYN um I am still able to do everything that I wanted to do and create my real own lane of things that I'm interested in, that I'm good at, and that I know I can provide value to. Because I was that friend that was like, you need help with something? I will stay up till three o'clock researching all of the (laughs) procedures. Yes. All of the medical information you need to know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there has to be something where I can do this and make money from it and do it as like a living. I just didn't know there was a such thing as a doula until the pandemic really hit and I had to be home figuring out my life oh, <laughs> right man. after graduation. Like, um, because <laughs> I got my degree. Yeah, I got my degree in health specialist, which you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, which is also something that's kind of niched down, like you said. I always knew I wanted to be somewhere in that realm, so I didn't stray too far. You know, I stayed somewhere in the in the health realm, and I was like, okay, I'll just do health specialist. It's a very broad degree that I can. Uh It's a stackable degree, so I can add a certification here, do some course testing here, and I can expand my resume. So at 18, I was like, I'm not gonna be an OBGYN. I have no interest in this. Plus. I'm going to go to this path and do this thing. I have so, a question for you. Yeah, um, yeah. When, when it comes to, I'm thinking about where you are now. And then when you mm-hmm. mentioned you initially wanted to be an OBGYN. And especially mm-hmm. when you mentioned the words holistic. So when I hear about spirituality and holistic, um, I think I compared it to as it relates to like how modern uh, westernized medicine is. I feel like it's very different. So what made you, what was it about being an OBGYN that was like, you know what, maybe going the route of a doula or maybe a holistic thing 
what made you connect with that more is what I'm asking. I've been somebody who likes to pick things up and try it out without having to make a gigantic commitment first, especially gotcha. at a young age. Okay. And I realized when I was going through the process, you know, starting at 14, but then continuing on for those four years, I, I'm kind of briefly summar summarizing four whole years of 14 uh -huh. to 18, where I realized being an OBGYN, it wasn't what I really thought it was. I thought it was something where like, I was gonna help, you know, mothers. I, first of all, I didn't even know that an OBGYN never saw the baby for real. I didn't realize right. it until my mom, I was 14 I was like, oh yeah, OBGYN. And my mom seriously asked me like, why do you wanna be OBGYN? Uh -huh. And I said, oh, I wanna be around the baby. And she said, you might want to be a pediatrician because the OBGYNs <laughs> never around the baby. They're around the mother. Right. And I was exactly, like, yeah. it didn't sink in. You know, you just, right. I was running with it. I thought I just had it all figured out to some extent, which I kind of did. I'm still in the realm. I'll give myself my credit for that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I just never really did all that research until I had to, until my mom sat me down and really like made me ask myself these questions. Uh -huh. And I realized, first of all, you're not even with the baby, which is something that I wanted. Second of all, there's so many rigorous, strict things that you have, you have to do and you can't, it's not really, I guess to summarize it up, my vibe or the way I like to approach things I don't like to approach things where it's only one way that it can be done you know I had a birth and I look at the difference between how a doctor delivers and how a midwife delivers even like moving them in different positions and allowing them to get up and stretch and do different things incorporate it into their personal birth that at the hospital with the doctor it's you do it this way it's at yeah. this centimeter dilation. It's, it's, it's very pen to paper checklist. This is what you do, this is what you do. And I didn't yeah. want to live my life going through not really enjoying it just for the sake of saying that I made something that I said when, when I was six come true, right. you know? So I was very comfortable. Yeah, so I've, I've always been very comfortable starting over and being like, I'm not enjoying this and I don't want to continue and you know, it started off from my parents, really, my mother, especially being allowing me to do that at a young age. If it was something that I would start it and I didn't really enjoy it, she'd be like, OK, summarize it up and let's put it away because you don't like it. And I kind of carried that into oh, really adulthood. Yeah, I kind of carried that into adulthood. It's just so many things that I wanted to do. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to assist mothers in yeah. some way, in some capacity with their birth. Uh -huh. And doula was like, everything that OBGYN was not, doula was. was. And I was like, okay, oh. this is <laughs> no brainer, you know? It's like, I can make my own schedule. I can really niche down and make my business exactly what I want it to be. Got you. So you were able to combine those two as far as an entrepreneur with working, you know, for yourself, but you still get a chance to work with moms and babies. So you married mm -hmm. the two things. That's cool. Exactly. So exactly. Do you, um, so I know that you had this interest. Did you know a doula while you were growing up? Like somebody you could really look to? Was that was it somebody present in your life that was a doula or even an OB? I knew no one. Mm. I knew no one. I probably saw the word obstetrician, gynecologist in a dictionary and just picked it. I have no clue. <laughs> I knew nobody. Um, actually, and, and the whole interesting thing with doula is that even came with the process because I went to school and graduated uh, with my BS in mm -hmm. health specialist. So as a health specialist. So I'm a licensed health specialist. I got out of school you know, going through that young adult trajectory of life and then the pandemic happened and I had a focus in epidemiology. Uh -huh, I okay. did not want to be the face or in the face of COVID when it happened or sorry, I don't even know if that word is censored anymore. The pandemic, <laughs> the, the, P, the PC. I got you. I, I did not want to be around it. So 
um, when when the pandemic happened and my job completely shut down, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to keep facing, I don't want to face the, the virus even more. I'm going to just go back and get a certification that I can stack on top of my current degree yeah. and keep it moving, you know? So when the pandemic happened, I think it was March 2020, uh-huh. I really sat down and I Googled like, how can I, something probably silly, like how can I combine entrepreneurship with, right, right. <laughs> you know, I just threw in a bunch of words into Google and uh, <laughs> Erica Badu came up. <laughs> oh, that's what I've been thinking about. <laughs> Erica Badu came up. And that's this like article, the most famous one I know. <laughs> yes, this article came up about how she was a doula. Yeah. And I was like, Erica Badu is a doula. And, I, and it was one of those things where I heard of the word, I knew what it was, you know, yeah. I studied it in school, but I didn't know anyone who was a doula. I didn't right. know it was an option or like something that I could really step into as a role. Um, and, and, you know, being young and thinking that people weren't gonna take me seriously. I was like, I'm young. I'm in this field that's mm-hmm. kind of close to it, but it's kind of feeling like I'm starting all over. I don't have any children. Like mm-hmm. nobody's gonna want a doula that doesn't have any kids. And shout out to my aunt. Cause my aunt was like, um, you have all the free time. They would absolutely they, want someone who doesn't listen, have kids. That is a beautiful way to think <laughs> of it. And then if anybody's trying to be shady about that, you can just simply say exactly what you're like, well, I understand your concerns. However, the benefits of me not having children is that I'm more available to my, would you call them clients or patients? What would be the term? Customers? I would call them clients. Clients. Um, yeah, I would call them clients. I wouldn't really call them patients because being a doula is not a medical degree. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to mix it up. I don't want to compare myself to a doctor or a nurse or a midwife. It's completely different. We're in the realm, you know, we're in the area, but gotcha. we're not there for the medical part. That's what the doctor is for. That's what the midwife is for. Um, we are there to do two things. We are there to support you mm-hmm. throughout your entire pregnancy. What what you, whatever you might need, you know, obviously within the reasons and the contract of what it is to be a doula. Um, We are there to support you for that. And we're also there to advocate for you and be that bridge because oftentimes the doula is the person that is with you. That's having those two, three hour long conversations. And while you're pushing, they need to be able to summarize to the midwife, summarize to the doctor who you probably only see a couple of times exactly what it is that you want. So they're putting in that that legwork for you. So that way, while you're pushing, you don't have to try to explain to the doctor how you want your birth plan to go. They're there to advocate for you. And if they see the doctor doing something or the midwife doing something that maybe you didn't want in your birth plan, they can be there to advocate for you and say, oh, hold on, you know, she said she wanted this or allow, you know, she wants somebody to make sure that they you, just simple things like you maybe you want somebody oh, to ask cool. consent before they touch you in a certain area or a uh-huh. certain place and while you're pushing if somebody touches you in an area that you don't want to be touched without consent you're not going to be like oh hold on please don't touch me there but you know <laughs> you're yeah. not just going to be able to take a breath and be like oh i'm in the middle of pushing please so, don't touch me there we're there for that reason so when you said birth plan excuse my ignorance but i'm like i'm, oh. I'm really learning things here right exactly is that the birth plan who um helps create the birth plan with the mom is that something a doula can do yes so okay. that should be if you even if you, I'm not your doula mm-hmm. I mean I should be I should be your favorite doula <laughs> I course. should be the one you're seeking but even if I'm not your doula <laughs> Your doula should be asking you one of the first questions when you're meeting, you know, officially as after the contract and all those things, they should be asking you, what is your birth plan? Let's create that birth plan with you. That's like probably the most important thing you can bring with you because it's, it's essentially a one one page checklist of everything that you want included in your birth. 
if you want certain items brought with you, if you want to give birth in a certain position, yeah. anything that you want. So that way, if you are too fatigued, if you're asleep, anything, we can have a checklist that says she's asleep, but she says here that she doesn't want that that you're about to do to her. So you don't have to wake her up to ask her because she already wrote down she does not want that. Another question for you. So yes. Um, if I have a doula, let's say throughout my pregnancy, because this is what happened with me, um, I was high risk, but I went in after my water broke and, um, then whatever happened, blood pressure was rising unexpectedly. And then I had to have an emergency C-section. Do they have restrictions like outside of COVID? Do they have restrictions on what my doula be able to come in with me? I wonder what that situation would be like. If you have your doula as your assistant, then your doula will be priority. So you okay. would have to write that down before before um, labor. So most likely gotcha. it would be okay. in either the third to the very last appointment you would make with your doctor before labor. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you let them know who the person is that you want to be there assisting you. Make sure you fill in your doula's name with whatever on whatever documents that you might have to have oh, okay. in order for them to be okay. able to be your person. I know sometimes with the doula, um, because of COVID and because they're not family, even when they were on the document, they weren't allowed to go in because they were oh. not family. Yeah. In those instances, because shout out to technology. Because of technology, we can have somebody FaceTime us on like, like how we're doing yeah. now on a Skype, on uh -huh. a FaceTime, on a pretty much anything, any app that has video. We oh, can okay. Skype and walk you through whatever is necessary. We usually, well, I'm not going to say we, I'm going to say me. I'm going to speak for what I do. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know that with being a doula, um, it's so different because yes, we, we all kind of do the core things, but then there's other things that you can kind of incorporate into your practice because you're an entrepreneur. So I don't want to keep saying it as if every doula does this. Okay. I know for me, uh, I like to assist both parties if there is a second party. So if it's, you know, the husband and the wife, I, I like to incorporate to okay. the husband as yeah. well. And that way he knows the birth plan as well. That way, if I'm not there, mm -hmm. he can take over. The goal is not for me to be, you know, there forever. The goal is for me to give you as many tools, as much knowledge and all of my 10 years of research that I've been doing since I was 14. Yeah. <laughs> it's me giving you as much of that as possible so that way you can go away and you might never have ever see me again but you take away some of that knowledge and some of that information that i can provide yeah you know um when you were speaking what really to me drew me to the idea of a doula and also just hearing you speak now was the advocacy part um <laughs> that was very important and I, I really wish and I still think about it to this day that with all that happened with my birth and the really traumatic experience I had I'm like I wish somebody else was there to help me because when I was speaking up to doctors I was wasn't being taken seriously I was ignored like they weren't flat out just like no but it still was like okay this is the way it goes so you do this now so it right. made me think like I wish that I knew enough. I wish my husband knew enough. I wish it was somebody right. there that could advocate and say, okay, this is uncomfortable for her. Let's try this. Or in this birth plan, like, I wish I had somebody that kind of was able to hold my hand through it all, especially to have, like I said, already being high risk, that was scary enough. And then going in thinking I'm about to have, you know, quote unquote, natural birth in the hospital, or I won't say natural, I'll say vaginal birth. And mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, wait, surprise. You're actually about to go into this emergency surgery. And I was like, wait, what? So mm -hmm. that is really, um, like I said, what intrigues me about doulas so far. Right. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I like that advocacy part. Maybe not only is my experience, but my background is in social work. So advocacy mm -hmm. is already important for me. So I'm probably right. biased because I am a social worker. But yeah, I think that's really dope to have somebody because it feels really good to know that somebody is there, you know, for you. 
making sure you're comfortable, um, can speak for you, kind of knows the plan. Like it just, it all sounds really good. And I'm sure it would have felt really good to have someone <laughs> like you. So yeah. Well, I, I'm so glad to hear you say that. I, I really want as many people that possibly can to have a doula incorporated in some part, you know, like I said, I can be there from period to postpartum, but some people only need someone there to mm-hmm. assist them with fertility or, you know, their prenatal or any of that, you know, postpartum, immediate postpartum, how to get your baby to breastfeed. There's so many different aspects of it. And it's yeah. nice because you can kind of a la carte it and you might right, want somebody yeah. there for the beginning part. Maybe you're having a hard time getting pregnant you get pregnant you might not need them again for the next nine months but you want them there to birth you know and it doesn't ever break that tie so you can kind of do it a la carte if you don't want them there the entire time but I think having them there in some stage especially at the birth postpartum stage Mm -hmm. is really important because you know I look at the numbers I look at all the research and not to toot our own horns but we really do decrease a lot of issues that occurs once having a baby just with our presence and our knowledge you can you know we can empower you in, in asking certain questions and having certain yeah. knowledge about oh share the some share some <laughs> <laughs> one one thing that I like is just taking a moment when the doctor comes in and they say okay we're going to do this you know being able to have that voice and say okay so asking questions back okay so why are we doing this is this necessary are there any alternatives to what you are recommending what are my options just those kind of questions those open-ended questions that people don't usually um know to ask because when the doctor comes in (laughs) they have authority they say we're going to do this you're you're just like okay i guess that's the only option where in reality they could have presented you with two or three options and said, well, we can do this, this, and this, which one would you prefer? Right. You know, and, and allow true. you to have that, allow you to have that control. Cause it's your birth. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I was just about to say, I'm like, because you, especially, and I'm sure it could happen with women, even after you had multiple children, but I'm, I'm figuring a person who is definitely given birth for the first time and they may, they may not know what questions they're even supposed to ask. They don't know where to start. But you get that authority figure and you're like, oh, this is this um, medical professional. This this individual did all these years. So I guess they know what's best. And you just kind of got to go with it, even if it really isn't what's best for you. But yeah, that's, exactly. that makes a lot of sense. I can see that. Happening. So okay. um, one another thing, and I feel like we're kind of getting into it. What are the benefits of like using a doula as it relates to black women and helping improve like the black maternal health and black maternal death rates? Because I'm super passionate about that based on my own experience. Right. Trust me. When we were going through that through the classes, Mm -hmm. that part probably broke my heart the most. Seeing just the statistics of it, just seeing that like um, we we. I don't know how to say it in a way that's just calm. Like we die three times more often than the white woman in America and natives are even higher than that. So it's just like, it's, it's really no reason for it other than it being lack of education about what to ask and how to advocate for yourself in those moments. Because when we look at the numbers, it's no divide on, you know, money-wise, women who went up the corporate scale are making tens of thousands more dollars than the other women still have this exact same problem. And it's like, regardless of class and, you know, economic status and all these things, we're still, the numbers never move. Where in every other region, Uh if you, you know, have more education, if you live in a more, you know, a safer neighborhood, those things contribute to you having a, a healthier whatever a healthier life a quali- higher quality of life but for some reason as a black woman climbing up the corporate ladder and making more money 
it does not exalt you of that problem. You as a lawyer are just as likely as you as a Walmart checkout cashier to die from the same exact thing through childbirth because our voice is just whatever, not listened to, not considered in the process. I'm not sure why, but I felt like me putting my little two cents in, just being at least one woman's support system yeah. would change that you know it childbirth really was something that scared me i didn't even think i w- would even ever have children because uh-huh. of hearing those stats from a very young age <laughs> makes a like, yeah yeah it's very scary like we're we die more often and mm-hmm. i'm like why and i will be asking why like i didn't want to hear i don't want to hear just bad news yeah. you know oh you know, I, I would hear people say things like that all the time. Oh, the black woman is the most disrespected or or we're right. three times more likely to die in childbirth. As this is passing statement that's just like said and it's just incorporated as truth. Right. No, stop and ask, why is that? Why exactly. are we three times more likely to die? And whatever solution, whatever reason you come up with, try to solve that problem. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. And that's exactly what you're doing. You are, you see this issue and you're like, you know what? Let me be a solution to this. That's all I could do. That's all I could do because I couldn't cry about it and Mm -hmm. I couldn't, you know, allow myself that fear of saying it's nothing I can do. Or I guess, you know, I just because I'm on this soil for some reason, I'm Mm -hmm. more likely to die than another woman on this soil. And I'm just as healthy. um, My vitals are just as good. What Mm -hmm. what is the disconnect? And still to this day, even being a doula, I have not 100% figured out the the answer. Um, I have it, and it's just like, you kind of don't want it to be the one answer everybody always says it is, Mm -hmm. but it starts to feel that way the more and more you go along. So. (laughs) No, you're you're absolutely right. I, um, to... Oh, I lost my train of thought. I had several at one time, but hey, I'll just go with this one. (laughs) But when you were speaking about uh, black women and it just kind of being a thing, it's almost like we just say it and and that's the expectation. But what I love about what you're doing is like we said, it's solution oriented and to get further into, okay, it's coming back a little bit now. Um, to, To be honest, that was one of the biggest reasons why I started this podcast mm. was searching for answers. Now, mind you, I ended up, um, my niche, I niche down because I speak about, you know, black issues, being introverted and being a mom. So I kind of tried to combine them, but I wanted a way. I'm like, I don't know what I could do to help. I didn't have, I don't have certifications. I don't have, um, you know any background similar to what you do but what I did have is I'm like I have a story I have personal experience and then here we go with the advocacy word I'm like it's just in me like spread the knowledge spread the knowledge and I'm like I know I have a story to tell that I help somebody else so now we're getting this platform and then um us finding each other on social media like I'm really my words are getting stuck because I'm, if you can see me, I'm literally moving because I'm like stuttering because I'm getting too worked up and excited. It's just so super important and I'm super passionate about, you know, what can we do? So I'm like connecting with people that have the knowledge and experience and let's put it out there. That way we're able to reach more people. And like you said, even if it's one person, it mm. is super duper important for me to be like, okay, we put this out there. Somebody received this. Now they know better. And here's a resource to help you, you know, with the knowledge you now have. So I am all over the place. But No, I'm I'm glad that you included introvert into your niche because I'm an introvert and I had Ooh, to break through that okay. barrier of like being introverted but having this very loud passion and very loud voice in my head that yeah. wanted to be an advocate. Because I'm I'm not like the loudest person that comes into the room, Uh but I've noticed that I have a very quiet power. And when I was growing and developing that power, I wanted to keep sharing it. That's why I included spirituality into my demographic. There we go. That's what I wanted to get into. (laughs) (laughs) There there it is. Yes. That's why I included it because 
it was something that as an introvert, people often immediately just go, oh, you're shy uh-huh. or you're quiet, you know, and then being black, mm-hmm. a black introvert, people are like, okay, this is not normal because yep. I didn't realize how you know, as you, you don't realize how other people see you until right. you step outside of that box. Mm-hmm. So through spirituality, I stepped outside of it and I really looked at what people are being fed objectively about what who we are. And every, pretty much every propaganda about us as Black women is that we are very extroverted, you know. Animated. Animated. Yes. And we're the, the friend that has all the powerful... You got it, girl. You you don't yes. need them, you know. <laughs> move on to the next. Thank you. Next them, like uh-huh. you know it. And that's not every. That's not everyone. That's not right. all of us. We a lot of us just like to sit quietly and mm-hmm. read a book. You know. Yeah. My thing is Sims. I love playing Sims, and I'm a. Ooh. My Sim is introvert. I make my Sim read books. Like. It's great. Are you kidding me? I gotta it's, get back playing again. <laughs> it's like a really good manifestation tool that I use because I oh, really? I incorporate spirituality in everything, pretty much everything I do. Uh-huh. As black women, I think we don't realize it, but we incorporate spirituality into so much of what we do. The way we stir our tea, the so much, you Ooh. know. <laughs> I like you dropping gems with this. But wait a minute, film. Now I'm thinking like a... the first I'm picturing in my head, we stirring tea. Every other person, every other movie I see. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's. I've got. I mean, I know this is a public platform. I'm not gonna share all my privatized uh, client information, but uh-huh. I'm telling you, as Black women we just it's in us it's it's in our dna to do certain things and you, you know we do certain things we don't really know in detail why but we just feel called to do it that's yes. that's the thing that not everybody else has and i think mm-hmm. when you're gifted you don't realize it because you assume oh everyone yes. just does that and that's not true that is that's so not true, true. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's not true. oh my goodness this is amazing this conversation <laughs> um <laughs> you know what i think about um uh, as far as incorporating and and or or being gifted in a way and you don't realize it and i'll just say it now because this is my platform and i'm loving my introvert mom friends <laughs> getting to know each other but intuition for me has been mm-hmm. this thing that i've had since childhood the interesting part is um I can remember telling not too many people because, you know, people would be like, oh, that when you hear the words coming out your mouth about intuition or you knew that was going to happen or you can feel vibes from people mm-hmm. or sometimes um, you can predict in a way and not in and not come in the now. what's that? I said, come on now. Yeah. And not <laughs> in a so. stereotypical kind of um negative psychic way like not like the negative scamming way they try to use as far as intuition and spirituality but you really know it and then and you only realize that it must be you when you see others around you that don't pick up the vibes from something or going back to that kind of um um wise beyond your years i've always been told that my dad's nickname for me from childhood is old lady what you doing old lady Hey, old, like, because I, or, you know, friends group. Oh, you're the mom of the group. Oh, you such well, a you grandma. Oh, you got the mom, girl. I got the grandma of the group. Yeah, now I'm I grandma. I was told I do grandma activities. I was like, gosh, <laughs> I'm in my early 20s. People telling me I do grandma activities. Yeah. But then it's like, I know for me, it's like, it's certain situations. I have this wisdom and I'm like, ah, it's all bottled up. I, I see it. I have it in my, my, my mind. And in times that I can remember just kind of giving a little piece of it, it felt like for the most part, they kind of just went over everybody's head or they didn't like truly appreciate the gift you have being so wise. And I'm like, darn, if only mm-hmm. you all would listen to me more, we could mm-hmm. kind of get out of these sticky situations. And not like as in I'm all knowing, but there are definitely times where I'm like, hey, this is going to happen. This isn't the right look, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting when you talk about kind of special gifts we may possess, being introverted right. or as black women and incorporating spirituality. So 
put that out there? Uh, being being an introverted spiritualist is probably the best thing because spirituality is not like a quick fly by night thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that I think I'm going to speak for me. Uh, I grew up in church. I grew up in the church, but mm-hmm. I always knew I had like some kind of something since I was two. Um, I I've been told I was see. I'm not you were told you were what? Goer. I'm not that good of a cho- church goer because I can't even remember the man's name. The guy who dreamed Joseph was it? Don't Joseph? ask me. Jacob. Don't you... ask me. It's one of those J people. Okay. A J person. Was, a J biblical person. A J biblical person was a dreamer. And okay. in church as a kid, I would always get compared to that because I would have dreams and. Oh you know a day later we would see what my dream actually came through and and it would scare me it would scare me and I wouldn't talk to anybody about it you know my mother was a a heaven a godsend seriously Mm -hmm. because so many ways where she understood me that nobody else did nobody else really got what I was talking about or what I was really you know some people did, but they, they didn't really give that much of a comfort uh, if they knew. <laughs> <But> <laughs> if they knew, they were not that good at letting me know they knew. But my mom was very supportive, and she was she would always say, you know, God sent 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 me to her um, yeah. for that because she really allowed me to grow into my powers. And I'm sure that any other parent probably would have shut it down I probably would have shut it down the first time I had a dream and it happened or the first time something like that happened they probably would have shut it down and I wouldn't have been able to blossom in that way and grow because with with being an adult and you know thank you because you could you called me an expert earlier and I appreciate that (laughs) I will take that with being an expert in my field Mm -hmm. uh, and incorporating all of these aspects of it because babies are such a spiritual connection Mm -hmm. they are coming from some they're coming from a different you know quote-unquote realm if you will will. and there's so much mystery around it there's so much mystique around where do babies really come from you know where do we really go when we when we pass Mm -hmm. and I understand that as a doula, I'm helping someone facilitate a whole life, a whole being that has been there as a seed for generations inside someone's womb into fruition. You know, it's a whole manifestation coming to life. So I understand that that is a very powerful thing. And I also want to include my knowledge of spirituality without imposing my knowledge. Mm-hmm. I don't want to impose in areas where I'm supposed to be advocating for. So gotcha. it's a very delicate balance where I want people, if you if you want a doula and you want to be able to incorporate your personal practices into it, I would not want to be someone who's like, oh, that's what you want to do and make you feel any yeah. kind of uncomfortable right. uncomfortability around what you how you want to bring your child into the world Mm -hmm. um i have my own personal spiritual beliefs obviously i'm gonna say obviously i still believe in god you know Mm -hmm. that i grew up in church so that didn't all just fade away completely but Mm -hmm. i'm a stacker i like to incorporate what also resonates with me you're speaking now because if you didn't know (laughs) then you do because it sounds like you're about to say something similar to how I feel so carry on (laughs) (laughs) I'm a stalker I I grew up I was allowed to have my voice I was Mm -hmm. allowed to you know say if I was comfortable with something and some things that you know you grow up in a church you have to be there because you're a child and then as you grow older and you kind of grow into who you are and how you see the world you can eat the potatoes and meat and leave the bones you know you don't have to take everything with you and that's true and incorporate everybody else's opinion onto your life so I love incorporating spirituality I love saying that my business is a spiritual business and my practice is a spiritual practice 
Um, but I do not want anybody to ever feel like that is some kind of a barrier where if we have different beliefs sure, or yeah. exactly. you don't want that portion included into your service, I'm not going to impose right. by any means, but it is there. And if you want it, I do have the knowledge on how to grow it. Um, I prefer one-on-ones. That's why I don't, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to be like one of those new age uh, guru people who's just saying whatever and, you know, mm-hmm. just throwing out random information. It's, it's a, it's a practice. It's, it's a very personal practice that you have to be consistent with. And that you have to know what you're talking about because you are dealing with very delicate things. When they say mentally, physically, spiritually, spiritually is an entire different entity than than mental. I think a lot of times we incorporate mental and spiritual as one, but they're totally different. And you cannot let everybody touch your spiritual self. So, (laughs) yeah, so um, it like I said with doulas if you have a doula their first question should be giving you a birth plan if you are talking to somebody who is considering themselves a spiritual expert or in the spiritual realm they should be telling you about protection whatever it is that you believe in however you want to protect your womb and you know I know we mentioned the yoni steams and how Mm -hmm. my yoni steams are chakra based chakra aligners tell us teach us (laughs) teach us so um, I, like I said, I'm a stacker, so I like to have a multi-purpose thing. Okay. I like to have something that it's not just mundane. I'm just sitting here doing a yoni steam. So I mm-hmm. put my yoni steams through a particular process. I pray over them. I okay. speak words of affirmation into them. I touch them with intention. Like I don't touch my yoni steams in a bad mood because I believe in Ooh. energy. I believe that. Yes. My energy is being transferred, you know, through through this product. And I want you to feel as much of the love, as much of that healing energy that yeah. I can possibly incorporate. So if I'm in a bad mood, I will just not make a blend that day. And I will right. go have a cup of tea and sit outside That's and so do something funny. else. <laughs> and you yeah. know what? And and I haven't I don't have experience with um preparing different herbs or definitely what you do as far as with um packaging for your products. But I tell my husband that when it comes to me cooking, I'm I like text him like, hey, I don't know, I felt like weird, I couldn't concentrate, so I decided I wasn't going to make dinner because I noticed mm-hmm. I'm like that energy is real for me. Or you mm-hmm. notice if you've ever gotten randomly sick off someone, you're like, wait a minute, this is weird. And then I started thinking back to like, okay, what's the energy this person had, or maybe a some of the story. Yeah, that day when I made so and so, this got this happened, and this thing got on her, and I was so mad with so and so. I'm like, oh, no wonder that energy showed up in this food, and now I don't feel so great. So I'm mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, even down to my prices, like one one, I have eleven right, eleven yeah. is my prices. Um, eleven eleven is a portal, so I'm I'm letting you know that I am opening up this energetic portal of sending you positive energy just from you clicking on it and purchasing that product uh-huh. the love is already open and that gate is already open for the love energy for that whatever chakra you choose i only have two chakra uh yoni scenes okay because they're more focused towards the base it's the root and the sacral chakra um those are the only ones that can really be reached through a yoni steam because it's going through the you know the yoni right um, <laughs> so those are really the only two that can be reached so those are different they have different targets so whichever one i'm creating that for i speak those specific words of affirmation and put that specific energy that is targeted in the root and then targeted in the chakra Wow, you know what I like about what you just said? I'm sorry, sacral. Sorry. Yeah, what I like yes. about what you just said was you mentioned, you know, I'm I'm only going to create two of these products because there's only two of them that can be reached instead of, you know, I just got a bunch of stuff I'm making buy something. So I can definitely right. appreciate the honesty and transparency with that with the reasoning behind why you chose those two chakra units. Okay. Well, you know, I believe in I believe in God. I believe in the divine, and in mm-hmm. in that I know that there is a certain responsibility that comes with the knowledge and the expertise, as you would call it, 
Um, right. I can't just I can't just do that. I can't say oh, I'm gonna have a money grab. I'm gonna have a, a money grab and just make it for all of that because uh-huh. that energy is gonna sour my my business. It's gonna mm-hmm. sour my product in some way or another, and it's gonna draw to me energy that I don't want. I would rather have quality people who would purchase a, a Yoni steamer too than thousands and thousands of people who are going to bring me bad energy are going to be you know very upset very really not really vibing with me only because I'm offering them this fake thing that I can't really fully provide so I was even with this I was like oh that's girl that's why I started playing the sims because I was like I'm a manifest I'm a manifest a calm mood and I have to shout out I have to shout out my boo because he was like why don't you sit down and play the sims I was like yeah let me do that (laughs) (laughs) that yeah So I went in and I was like making my person do all these things and it calmed me down and just just that, you know, just treating my sim good that in a way so made me crazy. feel good. Yeah. I <laughs> so. was I can remember being like obsessed with the Sims. So I am thirty-two and uh-huh. <laughs> when I started playing the Sims, it was on the desktop. So we had the big bubble back screen and the mm-hmm. big modem. And I had one year, my mom just got it for Christmas. It was like Sim City. And I was like, oh, this is cool. <gasps> yes, <laughs> it was like I helicopters. And then she got me this big Sim pack. City. And it was like, I think it was the Sims in Love. It was like a deluxe pack. And it was red. I'm like, well, let me put this in. Let me see what this is. And that's the <laughs> one with the people. And I was like, wow. I remember my dad called me down. And he would be like, Shalea, Shalea, come eat. Or my mom would be like, you were upstairs all day. Baby, come eat something. What is with you in this game? And for the longest time, I would just, I don't know what it was about that game. And I remember showing other people and they were like, this is too boring for me. And I'm like, what? This is amazing. I built this house. I'm doing interior design. It's the perfect introvert game. It's the perfect introvert game. And and at that point, I had no idea what an introvert was. I don't even think I heard of that word. But now what you mentioned that about you using it in the comedy, I'm like, that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. And maybe I need to incorporate the Sims back in my self-care routine. You see how you help oh. me out? I gotta Girl, get the I, <laughs> I make it self-care. If it's not, I make it, yeah. you know, I, I I was talking to my god sister about that because, mm-hmm. you know, people say, oh, that makes me react this way. And I'm like, oh, really? I don't have any allergies to anything. I believe that my words are powerful. So I uh-huh. say this thing is going to do what I'm going to tell it to do. And it's yeah. going to work. <laughs> I want one Tylenol. I don't want to have to take six Tylenol for it to affect me. I'm going to take this one Tylenol. It's going to be strong oh, enough. I'm going to drink it. Listen. And it ends up being strong enough. We're going to be on this thing all night if you <laughs> let me keep going. So, I'll come back. I'll come back. <laughs> yes, you will come back. You have. I'm putting the energy out there. See, we're going to speak it out there. I'm selling. You come back. So it's going to work. <laughs> um, yes. It is kind of related. It is related to the topic. So I'll share it real quick. So mm-hmm. as it relates to, we were talking about um, black maternal death and all that. So after um, delivering my daughter, um, long story short, I was diagnosed with postpartum cardiomyopathy. So I had now had heart failure as a result of pregnancy. No prior mm-hmm. issues. I had never been on any prescribed medications. I'd never been in the hospital, never broke anything, nothing. But anyway, this happened and I can remember being on this medication and I was not fine of these side effects. So during this time, a few years ago, I've always been into like reading positive quotes, but then seeing about, I started to learn about manifestation and, and doing positive affirmations and things. So then I decided, I was like, you know what? I really don't know what all this is, but I'm going to just try something. So I remember each night I would shower and I would just tell myself all these good things. And I'm like, your heart is working great. Your heart is great. Your heart, like just, you know, things along those lines. And I want to say within like a month or so, I ended up going back to my cardiologist and finally my heart function had returned to normal. But prior to that, I had been on medication for over a year and I had to go frequently and it was just not improving. And I mentioned that to my husband. I'm like, remember that time when I healed my heart? And he was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, remember, <laughs> I kept saying this medicine is like is using is there to help me stay alive but I'm barely living because the side effects are so hard to deal with I'm not able to function as much as I want to and then I just kept saying it and next thing you know 
I, it was getting lower. And then a little bit after that, I was just off the medicine. So I'm like, trust me, nothing was working until I told my body and I started to really love my body again. Because after that experience, I had a really bad, really nasty relationship with my body I never experienced. I was saying really mean things to myself. I was disappointed. I was angry with how my body was working. When I started to be nicer, mm-hmm. it started to work for me. So I have been a believer in what you just saying that and researching it. I am truly, truly a believer in that. And you know what's crazy? Well, not crazy. I'm not going to call it crazy. You know what's hilarious to me is that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Black women have so much power and it's in us and we don't even have to have anybody teach it to us there's a name for what you just did in the spiritual community it's called quantum jump quantum jumping when you got in the shower with the water that Uh water activated it and it made your your affirmations more potent and it it washed you were cleansing you know how you and even in the bible it talks about that cleansing yourself with the water you were cleansing Uh yourself with the water while speaking words of love godly words that's all that godly oh words are, are words of love over yourself and you healed yourself that i did not know thank you for teaching me that <laughs> it wasn't even done on purpose it just so happened when we talk about being an introvert i'm like okay i really i like showers and that is my quiet time because during that time baby is sleeping that's my you know moments to be like all right i'm just by myself I could think, I could sing, I could dance, I could talk out loud, have fake arguments, simulate arguments, <laughs> rethink, overthink conversations that I should have had or didn't have. So it was exactly. just kind of done on accident. I'm like, you know what? All this time that I've been daydreaming, why don't I just start talking? And I just started doing it and it felt so silly at first. And I was like, but just see, just see what it happened and just try it. And I was like, I just kept doing it. And then eventually I started to look in the mirror and be like, Oh, okay. Like I started to actually be able to look in the mirror again when I was not able to for so long. So yeah. Yes. Thank you for teaching me. Oh my me that. gosh, you are welcome. You're gonna have me come back because I'm good. We could have a whole conversation about that. There is. Yes. You we, don't even know. You are so powerful. Oh, you th- are listen, so powerful. We we will. We're. <laughs> let's not have the audience listen to too much of our <laughs> rambling. Um. We will definitely, we're going to chat real quick offline and we'll connect mm-hmm. and figure out some other ways to collaborate. But um, what's some last things you want to talk about? I definitely want you to um, give everybody like your socials and make sure oh, you yeah. the website and I'll link it in the show notes so people can go to it and all that good stuff. But closing okay. out, is it some encouragement, some calls to action, whatever you want to say? Okay, well... Um... Let's see. Gosh, that is, I love how you said all that. I put you on the spot. You're fine. My website is amanidarling.com. Even with that, I was very intentional. I want to have my whole company have an air of peace and sweetness around it. So I named it Amani, which means peace in Swahili and darling. You know, everyone calls you darling in the South. Um, It's just like a really sweet, endearing thing. So um, I want to have that air of sweetness and peace and love around my entire business. If spirituality or if, you know, any of that prenatal care, prenatal fitness, I know it's a whole lot of different realms that I'm into and I'm still working on exactly how to, how to summarize it in like 20 seconds or less, <laughs> but, um, uh, if you are interested in prenatal fitness, if you're interested in words of affirmation, learning more about manifestation and spirituality, um, learning more about how to incorporate spirituality into your day-to-day life, then I am your girl. I'm your favorite doula that can carry you through from period to postpartum. My name is Monday. I am based in the Midwest, uh, mostly Cincinnati, Indiana, and Louisville. Um, you can find me on my personal Instagram, which is Monday Baby. You can find me at my socials on Twitter, oh, almost Twitter, on Instagram, which is Amani um, Darling, and then on TikTok, which is AmaniDarling.com. Uh, so yeah, 
that's all I had to say. Um, it was such a pleasure being on here. It was so great chatting with you and being able to connect with your audience of like-minded, yeah. introverted Black women who yes. maybe hopefully one day I'll be included in the mom title as well. <laughs> of course. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for finding me and reaching out and all that good stuff. And you really, really uh, dropped a lot of jewels. And I'm definitely oh, thankful you. for what you taught me. And I'm hoping so many people in the audience as well. Um, yeah. So we're going to end the episode. We're going to say bye. And then we're going to chat real quick offline. All right, y'all. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so, so much again for listening to this week's episode. And y'all, you know, if you feel like the content is helpful or useful for any way, I'm just asking that you consider sharing with family and friends. Um, also, I'm loving how we are connecting in between episodes. Um, and I want to do some more of that. So if you are not already following me, um, make sure you please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'll leave my socials in the show notes. And if we see each other on social media, pop in and just say, hey, you know, I'm a listener. So that way I know who I'm talking to. But um, I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.